Good God. He didn't come to take part, ladies and gentlemen. He came to take over Conor McGregor, knocking out Jose Aldo Jr. in 13 motherfucking seconds last night. The very first shot he landed. Slanked you, brother. The very first shot he landed knocked this Brazilian mango bagger unconscious. There you go. I just sound Proving, like- <laughs> once again, the Irish are the superior race. <laughs> <laughs> it was ridiculous, dude. Like I did not expect that. I kind of thought Connor was going to win, but Jesus Christ! I did see, not. I didn't see it till today, and I saw your video, and I thought it was fucking out of like folded, well, not folded. He went stiff, like because he hit. He was bang. In, he was he, in the middle of throwing a punch, and the, and the punch that he was in the middle of throwing landed. Yeah, it connected. Yeah, but Connor, you don't see very many people whenever they're backing up. Been able to throw a blow, knock, knock somebody able out. Able to knock somebody out. He's and in his post-fight speech, he said timing and precision beats speed and power every time. And he's got a lot he of that too. He didn't even throw it hard. He just left it out there for Connor for uh, Aldo to run his face into left hook. Boom, dead. Hit him with two unnecessary hammer fists. And, <laughs> and, and then Big John McCarthy runs in to pull him off and drops a knee across his face. It was amazing. <laughs> And to all the people that are that are like, I can't believe people paid sixty bucks for a thirteen second fight. There was four other fucking fights that were also awesome before it. That Russian dude was fucking scary. <laughs> well, no, there was like thirteen other or twelve other fights, but the main card that cost sixty bucks, there was five fights. On. What's that cat's name? I do not remember, but he was dude, scary. He was fucking scary. <laughs> like I said, he was like a a, a horribly aggressive and violent version of Howard Wolowitz from fucking <laughs> The Big Bang Theory. Looks exactly like him. It did. Yes. Except he's like jacked and fucking, you yes. know. He's not even jacked. He's just sinewy. Like, he could really fucking fuck you up. And he did fuck the guy up that he fought. God, it was brutal. It was like, awesome. It was, I love yeah. it. <laughs> it was brutal. Fucking, um, the fight before Connor and, uh, Aldo was, um, ha Um, was fucking, uh, what's his face? Uh, Chris Weidman, the All-American, the fucking champ. He's the guy that beat Anderson Silva, the greatest of all time. Yeah. Knocked him out and then broke his leg the next fight. Yeah. And uh, got his ass whooped. Did he? He was doing okay. It was sort of back and forth. It was pretty even. Then in the with like a minute and 10 seconds left to go in the third round, he decided to throw some spinning shit that didn't. Sounds like, sounds like never a, seen him do it before. Sounds like a Hail Mary, really. No, he, was, he he connected with like two kicks right before that, yeah. and then he's like, "Yeah, I'm gonna try this real quick." Didn't work. He was going for the highlight reel. 
I guess. Probably. But then he got taken down and beat the fuck out of for the rest of the third round, and then they, he got pounded out in the fourth round. Mm. It was bad. He should take a year off. See, I'm a, I'm getting into MMA now. Like, you know, I was always a, a boxing fan like we've talked about, and um, I, I'm really starting to like MMA. Like, it's cause it's and, no, and well, in no small reason, <laughs> reason because of Conor McGregor, you know, I, I'm, <laughs> I know it's totally hypocritical that I like him because he is such a fucking loudmouth, well, arrogant. You know. He's just he just does that to sell the fights. After the fight's over, he's very respectful and very nice. He's what did he say about Alda after that? He said, "I feel bad for him. I wish I kind of wish it would have lasted longer, so um, he wouldn't feel so gypped." But I mean, it is what it is. Did they know? shake hands? And- yeah, he was. Um, he shook hands. He was fine. He was fine with everybody after they after he fights them. Yeah. But during press mode, he's talking shit. He's selling the fight. That's yeah. why he's famous. Right. He's the Ric Flair of mixed martial arts. He dresses <laughs> nice. He talks about how well he dresses. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he said <laughs> he can't keep his alligators down. But basically, he said uh, he had to kill three elephants to make this ivory suit. <laughs> This is not made of ivory. I've never even heard of ivory cloth, but he says shit like that. Reminds me of the Simpsons. Mm-hmm. Where he had that elephant. That pit is ivory. Stampy. That, that hat is ivory. I'm pretty sure that check is made of ivory. <laughs> Stampy. Wasn't his name Stampy? Yeah. Fucking stupid. Um, Baby elephant walk was playing when he was. But it was, uh, I don't know. I didn't, I, I, th- I thought Connor was going to win, but I didn't really expect well, him to win so handily, forcefully. Yeah. Just kept playing there, huh? Yeah. Um, here's Conor McGregor talking about it beforehand. He said he says exactly what he's going to do. See the fight playing now. I feel him overreacting, overextending, and then being KO'd unconscious. Damn. God. <laughs> da, 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 da. It's the motherfucking D.O. Double G. <laughs> <laughs> Gives no fucks. No. <laughs> he said, I see him overreacting and uh, leaving himself out there and getting chaos. Boom. Well, again, and also, it's not just to sell the fight. It's if you make somebody enraged enough and come after you, they're going to be sloppy. You know, so that's what Muhammad Ali did. I mean, mm-hmm. Muhammad Ali, some fights by rights, he shouldn't have won. George Foreman should have fucking killed him. Yes, he should have. And um, Joe Frazier, if he hadn't get, gotten so upset, should have killed Ali on a couple of occasions. And pretty much is the that's is why the I, author of why he has Parkinson's. I was going to say, you know, because <laughs> Joe Frazier has said that on multiple occasions. He said, "See why he can't? Why he can't do? Why he goes like this? I did that. <laughs> it's rude, rude Joe. Well, <laughs> very rude. But Ali shit on Joe Frazier. Oh, all the time. Probably still would if he could talk good. <laughs> I don't. I think." Getting out of the nation of Islam and actually becoming an actual Muslim and the climate in America nowadays. Have you, have, have people thought about this? What? That Muhammad Ali is a Muslim and, you know, there's lots of. Well, he was a very violent guy. <laughs> he made his he living was. He made, made, it, made his living beating people up. Yeah. <laughs> add a box cutter and you've got. <laughs> <laughs> Put a rag on his head and add a box cutter. A goat he's fucking. <laughs> According to all the fucking Facebook assholes. <laughs> Maybe they do fuck goats. What business is it of yours? Maybe goats are good to have sex with. Could be. <laughs> but um, no, uh, Ali, once he got out of, see, the nation of Islam is a bullshit religion. It's a bullshit fucking religion. It's hatred. 
cloaked as a fucking religion. It's like the KKK. It's the black version of the KKK is what it is. So it's it's horseshit. And once he got out of that, let's not say that about the KKK. I love the KKK. It's my favorite thing. <laughs> no, it's not. I know. <laughs> you hate them just as much as I do. I don't uh, hate anybody. I'd have to meet each individual <laughs> member. <laughs> what? I judge everybody. On no, an individual no. basis. You're in that. You're in that. You've deserved. By <laughs> I mean, Robert C. Bird was in the KKK. He did some pretty good stuff, dude. You're in those organizations. You have earned my blanket <laughs> hatred. So you hate Robert C. Bird? No. The reason why we have a highway system. No, Robert C. Bird as a young man was a different. I mean, it was very briefly. You know. Yeah, I'm sure it was. But and whatever. And also, it was probably part of the part of the political machine here in the great state of West Virginia. It probably was. You know. So either you're like, on board, or you're we not. had 11 black people then. Yeah. We have 46 now. Well, I mean, <laughs> so we've gone up quads. <laughs> I don't know. We we probably got a few thousand. Fuck, I don't know. It's a weird census to take. It is. Mm-hmm. Considering who's considered black. You know, and yeah. I identify as black. I'm I transracial. Do, I do as well. I mean, I'm, <laughs> I, I'm racial fluid. <laughs> yeah, sometimes I feel like, sometimes I feel Asian. Uh, I never feel Asian because I'm never good at math. <laughs> and I'm always pretty good at driving. I'm always really good at martial arts, though. You've seen me. Yeah. I just break boards all the time. Yeah. Uh, good fried rice, and I, and I, you know, can, I <laughs> took off my shoes before I came into your house. Yeah, of so course, kind of yeah. weird. Um, when you walked into my sliding paper door, <laughs> you know, uh, is that a thing? Yes, it is. Weird. Japanese culture is, is actually pretty fascinating. I mean, they're word. I mean, they're perfect everything they do. I mean that that that. But you know, they got that from American, right? The after Japan was shattered. After World War II. Shattered should do be. They sent an American economist, and I can't think of his name. I'd have to look it up. Richard C. Hansborough. Sure, why not? Is that real? I have no idea. <laughs> okay, it sounds good. <laughs> yeah, it's great. Um, but they sent him over there to help them rebuild their infrastructure and stuff. And he told them a man should try to improve himself every day. So now that it's a concept. In in Japan, you know, I could use some some Japanese culture in my life. Apparently. Well, I mean, but it's, that's also a Greek, an ancient Greek uh, concept of improving yourself every day in some way, like in, in every way that you can, physically, socially, mentally, you know, sexually, sexually. I mean, them Greeks like to fuck, buddy, <laughs> each other, <laughs> men, men fucking men, women fucking women, cattle. Well, they, well, they didn't have our concepts of. Hetero and homo back then. They they just didn't. They I don't think uh, it's kind of a it didn't matter concept. to them. I yeah. mean, it, you know, the Romans were the first ones to introduce that, and you know, to Western not to Western culture anyway, because Judeo Christian hadn't been introduced into Greek and Roman society, so that was a latecomer. So there you go, vaporings, bro, vaporings. <laughs> um, I'm gonna look that up actually. Vaporings? No, American. Civil Liberties Union. Economist. Japan. Um, there was, yeah, the, there was fucking three days in a row of fights. It was pretty awesome for me. Yeah. Um, the night before last, Friday night, it was two other guys in the 145-pound division, along with McGregor and Aldo, Frankie Edgar and Chad Mendez. Both have fought Aldo, and, and Ed Mendez has fought McGregor, and he got knocked out. Yeah. And he got knocked out in the first minute of the first round last night against Frankie Edgar. So that sets up Edgar and McGregor for a big match. Hmm. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know who's gonna who would win that one. I would probably refrain from betting. I'm not 
you know, I'm not uh, up to it. Hold on, I'm trying to get this Wikipedia to load up here. Background. You, you suck at the internet. I do. I'm terrible at it. Let's see. I'm trying. I can't find it. But anyway. <laughs> um, no, it was a, you know, I think that. Uh, but there's another thing that. Uh, You're doing it wrong. <laughs> <laughs> there's another thing about. Uh, especially we discussing martial arts, you know, there's, there was quite a few Western martial arts and, you know, they're no longer practiced. Like they've been extinguished and nobody's brought them back. And so like, uh, I can think of Savate, which was German and with French. And then there was, uh, I'm sure some people do it. Yeah. Well, Mayor Keenan from tool. He's, he's a master of it. He does jiu-jitsu too. Yeah. Um, like uh, catch wrestling. Yeah. That's how like, like pro wrestling started. Mm-hmm. And there's, very few people which, that still which do it. Which descends from the Greek uh, Pankration, which is Pankrace. They have Pankrace over in, uh, over maybe in Japan. Mm-hmm. No holds barred. I mean, yeah. fucking shoot fighting is basically what, you know. Yeah, they still do it. They, they, they air it on you. Fight, fight to fight the pass. death. Well, they don't do fight to the death. They, well, I mean, but in, they get them rules now. Um, uh, yeah, the, the catch wrestling was one that, that was big here. And like, there's one guy left that still does it. And he, uh, always wins in uh, jiu-jitsu against the jiu-jitsu guy. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Well, uh, American boxing. American boxing, they're the hardest punchers in the world. I yeah, mean, that is. A, that's pretty much. Well, is American, did boxing originate here? Boxing came I mean, over, of course, with the Irish. It that's came what over I would with, think. with a lot of other people. Um, but American boxing is a conglomeration of different styles. You know, uh, Africans, you know, coming over and fighting in a more acrobatic type way you yeah know? and then the irish were a lot of standing in the middle of the ring slug the motherfucker till he falls you know what i mean that's they were renowned for their toughness that way you know what i mean conor mcgregor actually is you know he do, he mixes he, he doesn't get hit no he doesn't but i'm <laughs> saying he's uh, you've seen him get hit Sometimes, he has yeah. he has pretty good chin you know he's i've not seen him get hit very much yeah but he's not uh, been knocked out He's the only his only two losses are by uh submission well that's why i'm surprised you haven't seen Cinderella Man. I mean, it is about Jim Braddock, and it's a true story. Like, Jim Braddock, um, he was a major heavyweight contender, and uh, during, right before, in 29, you know, the Great Depression. And then he was on the breadline with everybody else, you know, because everybody lost a third of the country's out of work. And and he was invested. Like, he had a cab company and all kinds of stuff folded, I mean, in New York City. That shows you how bad the fucking Great Depression Jesus was. Christ. Yeah, so he and his kids were, and his wife were living in a one-room apartment, and uh, his manager, Joe Gould, who's played by, um, oh, shit. Eddie Money. <laughs> I wish. That would have been awesome. John Bon Jovi. <laughs> Even better. No, um, Paul Giamatti. Paul, Paul Giamatti plays him. Oh, God damn. <laughs> Son of a bitch. <laughs> but he's he plays Joe Gould, his, his manager. And uh, Joe Gold gets him a fight as meat. You know, he's he he's like, we needed somebody who could take the fight the last minute, who didn't have training. He's fighting Corn Griffin. Corn Griffin was this slugger from fucking uh, Georgia, Benning, Georgia. And he's fucking, back then, known as a hard fucking hitter. You know what I mean? Well, Jim Braddock fought him and knocked him out in the fucking second round. You know, Jim Braddock had admitted... <laughs> he was supposed to be a he jobber. Had, he had been de- decommissioned, as a matter of fact, because he... Um, his license had been taken away because he had gotten into a fight um, and 
they called it a no contest. So they yanked his license. So he wasn't able to fight anymore. So he had to, and he broke his hand. So he had to go down the docks and work with his, work with his left. You know, he, he, and it got him stronger. So when he came in, it's a beautiful movie. Ron Howard shot it. So of course it's brilliant. And he, I love it because it it shows it from Jim's point of view. And he's a boxer. Like we were talking about with Connor, he saw him loading up that hand. He's like, well, here's where he's going to hit me. And he's like, and Joe Gold is telling him too. He's like, you see him loading up the right. He's coming. He's like, wait for your spot. And then he starts now and he hits him and he's just fucking all over him, you know? And it's, it is a beautiful scene. Russell Crowe plays him. Um, Renee Zellweger plays his wife. Um, and, he fights his way up. I don't want to ruin it because I think you'll love it. It's a great movie. It's on Netflix. I'll probably watch it. Yeah. Um, but, uh, you know, again, we're talking about Conor McGregor and how the fact that he, he talked about how he saw him loading up at hand, you know, in the, in the press conference, or whatever. He's like, yeah, that's what he's going to hit me with. So, you know, all of us get, he's so detached emotionally in, yeah. in something that is so, is one of the most emotional things a human being can go through a fight. You know what I mean? So, you know, you know how he is with fighting. I mean, I don't know how you react to a fight, but I get so worked in so long. <laughs> I get so worked up that I can't even, you know, for me, it's just flailing and blind rage, you know, and that's worked for me because I'm, you know, strong enough and I'm not a great fighter, but I'm strong enough. I can, if a guy's not skilled, of course, you know, I could take him out, but I'd hate to fight somebody with that much clinical detachment who would just hand me my ass. You know what I mean? So it'd be I'm trying to find the quote, what he said. What Connor said um, about seeing Aldo's hand and knowing that he he was done for. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I can't find it. Doesn't matter. Um, what else should we talk about, y'all? Well, um, let's talk about Kurt Russell. Apparently, a right wing. Um, I won't say gun nut. What did he say? He said that uh, if. I'm trying to find the exact quote. One of my friends posted on theirs, of course, because I've got a bunch of it probably is dumb not, fucks. It probably isn't real. No, apparently it is. I mean, he even though I saw something the other day that people were posting his fact that uh, Trump is, was attacked by a Muslim with a knife. That's not real. Yeah, that's not real. And people were posting that and saying, yeah, show them that the Muslims are all, we need to get them all out of here. <laughs> it's like, you're a fucking dumbass. You believe that. You're a fucking dumbass. Hey, anybody posted that? You're a dumbass. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> that is a pretty ridiculous thing to say. What did Kurt Russell say? Kurt Russell says, if you think gun control is going to change his Harris point of view, I think you're out of your mind. Well, that's true. <laughs> well, that is true. But... Um, there, of course, they're um, they're going to take it and run as you know anything that's anti-Muslim. Now you've got you've got all these people who are so uh, in the grips of Islamophobia that anything against them is great. You know what I mean? And I'm not even talking about you know Islamist or terrorists or anything. You know, uh, there's so many dumb people who hate these other group of people because there's always that group of people to hate, and the people are so full of hate. You know. Yeah. And usually religious people, usually unintelligent people, who usually go hand in hand. You know, I'm not saying every. I'm not saying every religious person is unintelligent. Yeah. I'm saying that a lot of unintelligent people are religious. So, you know, because I know personally a lot of intelligent religious people, and the the most religious guy on the planet, the Pope, is an intelligent man. So, even though when he came here, all these avowed Christians 
were talking shit about the Pope because he was saying how we need to love each other and have tolerance and understanding for all these things. Yeah. And, you know, climate change is real. Well, he's a, he's a, he's a, he's a socialist. See, that's what I'm saying. They're so fucking stupid and so wrapped up in their own bullshit that they can't see that this guy who is, that's what their religion is really about is love and tolerance. You know, they're, they're too fucking dumb or too blind or willfully blind to see it. So, yeah. Any, anybody that's all in on any religion is a fucking moron. I'm talking all in. You follow it to the T. Like if your wife isn't a virgin when you get married, then you have to kill her. Yeah. Yeah. You're right. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I mean, that's yeah. in the Bible. Okay. I was getting ready to say people who absolutely believe something, you know, I don't that believe is, that's true. That but. is in the Bible. So yeah, that's dumb. <laughs> yeah, it is dumb. I think that, uh, again, I'll just kill her, stone her to death. Well, that's the thing is that. And, what and a shitty way to go. Yeah, I know. And that's the problem with all these uh, parts of the world with all these people going crazy is that they be- chill out, boys. They believe Jesus. that bullshit, you know. <laughs> they believe the the bullshit in their book. Baxter and Mackey are not happy with each other. They, right? they believe the bullshit in, in their book more than the people here believe the bullshit in their book, or this place would be just as bad. Actually, absolutely. <laughs> that's the thing. We've got a group of people now who. <clears throat> feel like a gauntlet has been thrown down and they're all for religious war. They're all for crusades and jihad. That's the funniest part is that you hate these people so bad for this, but you're so willing to engage it, you know, instead of saying you're a bunch of lunatics and we need to take care of you. And that's true. The lunatics and mad dogs need to be put down. Mad dogs. Come on. What about the, the wine mad dog 2020? Yeah. De- put some of the, put some of that down. It's, huh? it's delicious. <laughs> <laughs> it's like fucking it's, it looks like radioactive fucking shit. Like the the flavors are all know, like vibrant. It's, yeah, like, it's, it's glows in the dark. What the fuck is it? Looks this like shit? Homer Simpson yeah. would bring home from fucking. <laughs> it really from the does. Springfield power plant. <laughs> um, yeah, the the thing Kurt Russell said didn't doesn't bother me. No, it doesn't bother me either because we are intelligent enough to know that yes, terrorists are bad people. Yes, terrorists need to die. That doesn't mean that all Islamists are terrorists, and you know all Muslims are terrorists, and all. You know that they all need to die. It's kind of like all monkeys aren't apes, but all apes are monkeys. Or all all apes aren't monkeys, but all monkeys, monkeys are, are apes. apes. Yeah, like all Muslims aren't terrorists, but most terrorists are Muslims. Yes, <laughs> yes, and, I, and I'm totally on board with that. You'd be stupid to deny that. You know, you'd be. Well, or, you're not allowed to say that, or you, get, or you get called Islamophobic. Well, that's what I'm saying. But you're unobservant. You're unobservant. Unobservant if you say that. Well, there's just as many Christian terrorists. That's not true. No, not not true. not, not even some. a little. There oh, many, but but um, like I think, like uh, I think like standing outside of uh, a Planned Parenthood and screaming at people as they go in—that's a form of terrorism. Absolutely, and then going in and killing a bunch of people. See, they don't seem to understand that those idiots who kill people and go in waiting in and throwing guns are the Christian equivalent of those Muslim terrorists. You know, there just happens to be more. Muslim versions of them. Well, because the area they come from is much more harsh and, oh, yeah. and breeds those kind of people. You know what I mean? It doesn't breed them, but it, it enables a group of lunatics more. You know, we live in a, in a, in a, in a great country. <laughs> we live in a great country. And, um, you know, like I wanted to address this. I flipped out on the last show and said, America, I hate America and I don't. <laughs> I don't. Yeah, come on, Chuck. Don't don't backpedal now. I'm not we back- all know that you hate America. You can wear all the American flag of paraphernalia you want. You walked in here today singing "God Bless the USA," <laughs> but we all know. <laughs> no, I mean, I, I, what I meant 
when I said that is that I, I hate the current, I hate what people, extreme people on both ends, the right and the left have done to the country that I love. What about the extreme middle? <laughs> there is no extreme middle. <laughs> See, that's the thing. There can be no extreme Right now, mid- if you're in the middle, you're, you're sort of an extremist. <laughs> well, well, you're common sense and the common sense people are. There's no room for that. Few anymore. and far between. So Get it's, the fuck out of here with your normalcy. And it's, I, I don't think that, uh, either side has anything to contribute. You know, I think that, there, there is such a thing, people, and listen to this, and I, and I throw this word out all the time. Jingoism. Jingoism means. It sounds racist. <laughs> it does. Doesn't it? it does. Yeah. <laughs> but jingoism is, uh, national, uh, pride taken to an unhealthy and fanatical level. Which is exactly what the, uh, pretty much the architect of the neoconservatives wants. Yes. Wanted. He's dead now. Yeah. Paul Wolfowitz. Well, no, it's, uh, fucking what was his name? Strauss? Leo Strauss, yeah, like they all follow his. He was a he was a professor at Chicago University. Mm-hmm. In the hey, main, like Indiana Jones, yeah, and his his main things were um, extreme patriotism, mm-hmm. um, religion. Always preach religion, whether you believe it or not, yeah. to the to the people because there's a, there's um, a ruling class, and then then, there, then there's everybody else. There's people that are meant to be the leaders, and right. then Everybody else go fuck themselves, and they'll need something. To make them feel better. It's the opiate of the masses. masses. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and uh, perpetual war, even if you can't find anybody to fight, make somebody up. Yeah. Which we've done a pretty good job yeah, of. Yeah, we have. Uh, I guess about it. Well, those are three pretty big things. <laughs> yeah. And that's what they- Pretty and, large. And, yeah. they, and they carry that to a T. And if I see one more thing about George W. Bush actually loving the troops or any Republican loving the troops, they give a fuck about you. You're poor. You're yeah, poor to them, and they don't you. give a shit give about, a you. about you. He cried when they did. Fuck you. If you believe that shit, if you actually believe that. Those were tears of joy because he's going to make so much money. See, that's the thing, is that we have... Money, 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 money. We have this anti-intellectual. That's another thing, anti-intellectualism. Mm-hmm. Somebody can't be educated because if they are, they're to be... They're not to be trusted. You know, oh, college boy. Exactly. So, college boy, so I'm more intelligent than you or more educated, so I'm not to be fucking trusted. What about you who blindly believe anything? Mm-hmm. So that makes makes you less likely to be trusted. <laughs> Sorry. What was that? It's my tablet dying. Got your tablet right here. But uh, <laughs> but no, um, yeah, and Trump is has taken that, and he is following that fucking playbook, and they're falling for well, it. Well, I'm going to. Um, play something for you about Trump or not place. I'm going to read something. Okay. And it, basically what he's doing is, uh, is right out of his book, the odd of the deal. Let me find it real quick, real quickie poo. Do, 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 there it is. All right. Uh, notice every time he takes a strong position on something, it's the strongest and most extreme position that he can take without actually getting totally stumped. Deportation of illegals, the wall, China, Muslim ban, and now those all serve as a few examples. By, competitor, by comparison, his moderate positions are barely ever mentioned, even though they are bigger in number. Uh, why does he do this? Several reasons. To dominate the news cycle. You'll be hearing about nothing but Trump for the next few days, even more than you normally do. It's uh, Number two is the truthful hyperbole. Uh, Trump describes this oxymoron in The Art of the Deal. He has been using it for years by friendly... Let me turn it this way so I can get the get the get the text bigger there. 
The Trump describes his oxymoron in the art of the deal. He's been using it for years by friendly exaggeration. You draw the attention to the issue at hand and force others to discuss it, making them realize that there actually is a problem, even if it's not as big as you presented it. Yeah. I mean, yeah. <laughs> to appear as the leader on the issue so he can frame the discussion. The issue of problems of Islamic immigration is now firmly in Trump's hands. Just 24 hours after Obama delivered his third very weak speech from the Oval Office on the same theme, Trump is forcing everyone to react to him, and it does not matter what most of the media represents, that most of the media rep representatives don't support him. Uh, you have a strong start starting position. You start here so you can negotiate down. He won't deport 12 million Mexicans. He won't ban Muslims from entering the country. However, he has put himself in a position to accomplish these goals by at least partially by starting with ridiculous. <laughs> you can't say he's unintelligent. He's yeah. not. He just makes himself, makes himself not sound intelligent. Well, that's, that's a technique as well. That's well, a technique. One of these dogs really cut the beef there. <laughs> <laughs> and, and, uh, it's to lock down his base. Uh, not much to explain here, though I, I think it's only a secondary motive. He's obsessed with deals, has been his entire life, and the biggest one yet is playing, and he is playing by the same rules that he's always played by, and he's winning. The biggest thing he likes to do is win. Talks about it all the time. All I'll do is win. Everybody can suck my dick. He's an awful person. <laughs> I mean, you got to admit, the, the negotiation thing's working. Yeah, it is. That's I, what I always do. I'm not saying that he's not, you know... I call him moron stuff all the time, but I really should dial that back because he's not stupid. He's a smart man. Um, but he's appealing to morons. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> See, that's what the Republicans moron do. Moron by association. Yeah. Well, I mean, and that's what the Republicans do. They appeal to morons because there's so many of them, you know, and, uh, like the average American voter, I would say is unintelligent or, yeah. or at least not unintelligent. Let's take that back. Largely anti-intellectual. They don't believe in a lot of, you know, there is a thing like Gary Cooper and, 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 and the thing from the forties and fifties, the guy whose actions, not words. Yeah. That is a, a, a positive thing in some ways. You know, I, I will go along with that, but I'm saying that if you can't ever talk something out, if you can't ever have any kind of discourse, you're a fucking idiot. And this is going and, from the Duke of discourse. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> And the Prince of Podcasting. Yes. <laughs> Bow down. Your, yours sounds a lot more flowery than mine. <laughs> well, I'm, I get to make up my own nickname. You're the one that made yours up. So. I, I, did. <laughs> I didn't say flowery was a good thing. <laughs> the high priest of podcasts. There you go. That's a good one. The yeah, I'll come up with the, the undisputed champion of chat. <laughs> the reigning, <laughs> defending, <laughs> undisputed champion of chat. There you go. <laughs> Need to have somebody introduce me. Have, <laughs> have Andy record it with like reverb and stuff. Yeah. <laughs> well, when the next time he comes up, we'll do that. But, um, no, and you know, there's a lot of people who might listen to this who are my friends and are Trump fans. Listen, guys, <laughs> you are my friends and I love people you. People that like Trump don't know how to download podcasts. <laughs> <laughs> no, listen to me. Bam! I, I don't hate you or dislike you. I just think that you are being led down a path that you don't aware that you're on, you know. Well, you just yeah. like things that are familiar. What is it now? Just like things that are familiar. I've known Trump since I was a baby. He's been in my consciousness since I was a child. 
I've known who he was. Yeah. His board, the stupid board game was in the uh, wish book that you get from JC yeah, Penny. Yeah. I've seen this guy since I was a child. Yeah. And he's, he was on wrestling. Yeah. <laughs> That's, you know, and I think that we as Americans have to embrace the fact that, and if we don't, we're going to go the way of the Romans. The Romans were a similar psychological makeup when in Rome. That actually doesn't apply to. <laughs> You'll get it. Mm. When in Rome. <laughs> um, no, the Romans uh, were anti-intellectual. They were, you know, and the people who. When in Rome. <laughs> and the people that led them had a saying called Panam. When in Rome. <laughs> You're going to keep doing that while I keep talking. But anyway. I can't help it. The ruling class of Romans who, are the, who were the wealthiest and who controlled everything. Um, the bushes. Yeah, for that time, yes. I mean, uh, Rothschilds. Uh, yeah, they cooks. They they had a saying called "panem et circuses," which meant bread and circuses. That means feed them and give them entertainment, and you can do whatever the fuck you want. And that's exactly what they did. Things that's like what the, uh, it was. That was a, a a derivative of that was in uh, nineteen eighty four. Yeah, we'll we'll uh, pacify them with sport. Yeah, all that shit. See, that's the thing. The Colosseum, the Circus Maximus, all this stuff were were put in place to distract and entertain a populace. Now, entertaining is fine. I believe entertainment is fine. But yeah, I was entertained all weekend by great fights that are just the almost the most Roman thing ever because it is sort of a Colosseum. Yes, it is, and and yeah. I don't think. But as long as we're aware of it and don't let it distract us from what is important, the fact that our government is controlled by all the same people. That's why we need somebody like Bernie Sanders, who's not in, who's not one of those people. His net worth is like five hundred grand. Do you think he'll be able to get anything done if he gets elected, though? Actually, I think. You know what I think? Will he force and, everything and, and, so far left that there will be some some good change. I, I think. Here's what I actually think, and this is the thing that drove me nearly mad driving back from Michigan. <laughs> Meat it, chicken, huh? Meat chicken is the fact. That um, our political system is broken, that I don't think it can be salvaged, that I think that uh, we are definitely headed down a path of darkness before we ever see any light. I think things will get much worse. I think that Trump has a definite chance of getting elected. I think even if he doesn't get elected, I think the government will go down a path that is worse. I think that the only thing that's going to stop this is an is an uprising. I think that and not an not a violent one. I'm not saying that I'm not saying it's. I was going to conflict ask. in the streets. I'm not saying that. I'm saying that a major, a major shift, a major shakeup has to happen for the government to actually start achieving goals and paying attention to the people. And yes, and driving us to where we need to go. We need to have, we need to have the two branches of government. Either we need to oust both parties and start from scratch. And start electing independents. It's what we should do. People who are not in the pocket of all these people. We need to overturn. What what needs to happen? The biggest thing. And what Bernie Sanders has been stressing. And that's why I want him in there. I think it will be because people are so uninformed about things. And because a lot of people, the American voters, are unintelligent uh, or anti-intellectual. They don't want to. They don't want to be faced with issues that are cerebral. They want Bibles, bullets, abortion. That's what they want. So or they want to end abortion. Yeah, or, you know, 
or people on the left, oh, you know, we can't punish anyone, all that stuff. They're just as dumb as the people on the right. Oh, yeah. But I'm saying. Everybody's fucking stupid. Yeah, but the average. But the, Yes, I'm talking but, to you. But the biggest issue that we need to fix is the overturn of Citizens United. That has to go. Once that goes, government can get back to being government. Then it's not no longer in the pockets of a few wealth of, of the few wealthy people. And then you would you finance your own campaigns or are you given an allotment by the government and say, here's how much you get for a campaign? Every citizen is, is allowed to an independent citizen is allowed to donate a certain amount. OK, and businesses aren't allowed to donate. Businesses are allowed, not allowed to donate. Um, no, wait, it's the other way around. Individual people can donate as much as they want. Businesses cannot can only donate up to like two grand or something like that. That's the way it goes. See, that way you have uh, businesses out of it. A, 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 a one wealthy person can donate a lot. That's true, but that can be traced, and then you then things come up. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So, Citizens United needs to be overturned. That is the biggest thing we need out. We need money out of our politics. We need money out of the election system, and that is the thing that Bernie talks about every time. He said our election system is so corrupt that we cannot. That the people's voice is not heard because the people don't matter. It's just the top, the top uno percent. Exactly. So that's what we need done. I think that if we get a candidate in there that can overturn it and even sneak it under the fucking rug, because here's what's going to happen. If they go to start overturning it and people start and, and people start bitching about it, like the rich people, then it'll come out. Then it'll come out on the news vendors and stuff because you can't hide that. You can't hide it because they'll say, well, they're trying to keep money out of our politics. And then even the average person will say, well, I think that's a good idea. Shouldn't we do that? And they'll be like, no. And there's no good argument for for that. There is no good argument to keep money in politics. No matter how you fucking try, the dumbest person sitting and listening to you yeah, is no going to know argument. you're lying. There's no there's no way you can yeah really argue. Yeah. The dumbest person sitting down will know you're lying. So it'll be. You know, I think that's a good thing. Start the conversation. Get the ball rolling. Next thing you know, even the voters who thought, think a Donald Trump is a great guy or think these other people are great, who the super PACs are backing them, will say, no, that's not a good thing. We can't allow that to happen, you know? And that's the way change happens. Change doesn't happen all at once unless it's a violent, a vi- in a violent manner. The French Revolution, the American Revolution, things like that. Systems. Even though the American Revolution was not really a revolution, it was just a group of rich white people who didn't want to pay taxes to another group of rich white people. <laughs> so they rebelled so they could keep a bunch of enslaved black people and take the land from the red people. That's all it was. <laughs> and then get yellow people and come other, the, and other, other white, white people with a tinge of red hair. Yeah, to come over and work on their railroads. <laughs> yes. So, you know, there is that. So... That is one thing that has to happen is that we have to understand that unless citizens, you know, is overturned, unless we make, start making these changes in government, it leads down to a path of armed insurrection. That will happen. But I think we can avoid that. I, I hope we can avoid that. And I'm not talking about the people who are, uh, you know, the militia people and stuff like that, even though I think some of them are in the, in it for that. They are intelligent people who understand that the government is run by people who don't care about them. You know what I mean? Like they're demonized. Like that 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 group that that family who was killed simply because they didn't want to be part of the grid and they had weapons stockpiled. Yeah, that is not against the law. Yeah, and they had FBI and ATF agents come onto their land and kill them because they. And I understand why. Who that, was this? That was years ago. That's the reason Timmy McVeigh bombed Oklahoma City. 
Oh. And the thing that happened with the Branch Davidian compound. They should have never been there. That is a local law enforcement initiative. That is a local law enforcement's responsibility. If children are being abused, send in, you know, social workers, send in people, send in cops. You don't send in fucking armed military personnel ATF. to deal with a fringe religious organization. Yeah, that, that, yeah you're, you're not supposed to do that. No. I don't agree with that at all. I don't agree with the fact that, you know, uh, there is common sense in everything. And that's common sense. Those people wanted to live there. Those people were in that crazy religious cult, but that's their right. Yeah, you're They're allowed, allowed to, be, to do be that. Crazy religious cult. Look at the fucking Scientologist. Yeah. That's as Looney Tunes as it fucking gets. They're allowed to do that. It's not really any more Looney Tunes than any of the other ones, though. That's a matter it's just of opinion. It's new. I guess <laughs> in the in two thousand years it won't seem any more loony than than any of the other ones. You know what I mean? I don't know. It's still it's pretty fucking out there. They're all fucking out there. There's a dude that created everything. That's Christian. Yeah, he created everything. Well, and Muslim and yeah. Jew. Hey, by the way, all of your religions come from one source. Thank <laughs> you're welcome. It's all the same God. You're welcome. There's a dude that created everything in seven days or whatever it was. The six days rested on the seventh. The Jews don't believe that. They don't. It's in their fucking Bible. It's in their Torah, but they don't believe it. Yeah, nobody really believes. It. I mean, idiots really believe it. Bush believed it. No, he didn't. He said it. Like oh, I said, the thing earlier about with him, I really think he might have. I don't know. There's a lot of holes in that it's story. Like Lewis Black said <laughs> he believed Earth was created in seven days. Whoo! <laughs> Takes my breath away. <laughs> nobody. You know, do I believe in a supreme intelligence guiding everything? Kind of, yes. I think there's something. I just don't think that there's a dude up, no. upstairs in a beard. No. In a robe. It's well, like, by the way. Look that- at this guy jerking off. Hey, come here. See this? He's not supposed to do that. The fuck? By the <laughs> yeah. way, that image is Zeus. That's all it is. Yeah. It is taken from the Greeks and the Romans. And fucking non-original white people stealing from other white people. Except the pagans, who were the coolest ones. The ones who knew how to have fun and erect great monuments to things pagans that we don't just un- want to have fun. <laughs> oh, oh, pagans want to have fun. When in room. Fucking, I've been watching the Rocky movies all day. Yeah. We've, one we've, we've discussed those. Rocky one holds up very well. It's a great movie. Oscar winner. Won three Oscars. I Directed believe. by John G. Avildsen, the guy brought behind the first two Karate Kid movies. Three. The first three? Yeah. The Karate Kid 3 wasn't good. Shut up. It was great. Nah, it wasn't. It was okay. Sasha Baron Cohen. No. Sasha Baron Cohen was in it? No. Uh, Sasha. What is that? <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> the rat was not in that. <laughs> no. Uh, what is that? The kid who was on Step by Step played Cody. Oh, yeah. He was in it. Sasha something. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I don't see. Actually, I don't remember Karate Kid three. Now that I think about it, two they went to Okinawa and they had which was actually and- really cool. And I like Mr. Sato, Miyagi, and that's where Miyagi, my man, who will fight for your honor. <laughs> there was that, and uh, the first one, which is a great movie by any yes. by any judge. I mean, it's it should have been up for best picture. It's that good of a movie. You know what I mean? Um, it's it's dated. It's eighties. You know, but so is Rocky. <laughs> Oh yeah, you could definitely Rocky's a little grittier, but Rocky's very gritty. But Karate Kid is a good fucking movie, you know. It's a great movie. Four stars. Four stars easily. I gave uh, on on my Netflix I gave the first Rocky five. Yeah, it's it was Okay, dude, if it was we're good. if we're going by that, Rocky is a five star. 
Karate Kid is four. I'd even I give, would say I would give it four and a half. Yeah, um, but whenever I was a kid, I would give I would have given Karate Kid twenty stars. Yeah, it's good. I, I loved it. I, I, yeah, and there's but those fighting movies like you were talking about how the first Rocky is pretty realistic. Yeah, they're blocking. I mean, it's as realistic as they can. They actually had defense. They put their hands up. Yeah. The second one, the only fight in the movie, I mean, it starts off with the last two rounds. Yeah. Because Stallone directed it. Yeah. And he wanted it to be ridiculous, I guess. <laughs> well, you got to admit, they are ridiculous. But and the I've first one is, wasn't ridiculous. See, that's though. the that's the discussion I've had. And people can't. And, and again, one of my one of my, my my buddy Mikey, who loves the movies, and I love him. You know, he's he's a great guy, and he, he loves good movies too. But when we were growing up, it was hard for me being so critical to admit that the Rocky movies were both great and shitty at the same time. <laughs> and they true. are. That is true. They are. It's everything. If you can watch, so watch that training montage from Rocky Four and not get pumped up and want to hit the gym, <laughs> you're no not. There's no, you don't have a fucking soul. But and it's <laughs> Rocky Two. Like it's, it sort of has the same look and feel. Yeah. And but everything's just a little bit more ridiculous. Like he's like doing commercials and he can't read good and all this shit. Yeah, yeah. And everybody's hurting his feelings. And then uh, Stallone, Apo- Stallone Apollo's is not on a strong screaming dire- screaming at him. Yeah, and, Stallone is not a strong director. And then they finally get to the fight, and you hear nobody's got their dukes up, and Rocky's just getting pummeled in the face. We're getting ready to watch Rocky Three, which has that's where Rocky Three is where I the Tiger comes from. It started. We're, it. we're getting ready to get fucking pumped here in a minute. <laughs> this is about to be awesome. We're about to reach critical mass here. I'm going to convince you by the end of that movie to get in the gym with me tomorrow. It'll fall apart by morning, but you'll be pumped for about 20 minutes about it. Like, yeah, yeah, I could do that. I could do it. I probably need to. My, yeah, my joints are hurting. Maybe it would help. Yeah, it would. But um, no, the and that that is a hard balance to strike when you understand that even if you love something like okay roadhouse take for example road roadhouse 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 is a shitty fucking movie amen and i fucking love it i watch it every chance i get it It is its own genre film it is the only kung fu hillbilly movie hillbilly kung fu i should say yeah so that's that's what that is yes and i love it (laughs) i fucking love it i mean it's it's ridiculous and dumb and eighties and all that shit. And it's great. It's real mullity. Yeah, it is. It's all oh, so mullity. <laughs> Terry Funk is in it. <laughs> Platinum blonde chick with the giant tits gets chosen. <laughs> the funker. Oh, Terry Funk. Uh, yeah. And Rocky too. It, it was fine, but like the whole double knockout thing where they both go down. I've never seen that happen. I wouldn't know what the rules would be for that it's because st- Rocky didn't actually get knocked down. He fell down as he was knocked. I think it's Apollo a standing down. twenty or a standing ten. Whoever gets to their feet first. I mean, that's what that's what they went by. Yeah, I've never seen it happen in a real fight. Well, I mean, I'm I've seen it happen in plenty of wrestling matches. Though. Yeah, the old well, double but, down. but also in wrestling, <laughs> their champ could do whatever he wanted. He couldn't lose. If the he gets belt. disqualified. Yeah, he does. He <laughs> retains the belt. It's genius. Why so, did he just get? You'll, you'll never not be the champion. So Ric Flair <laughs> would cheat every time and get disqualified and retain the belt. They had to keep him in the ring and keep him from cheating to win. Wow. What a setup. The yeah. guys that ultimately Or heal. just leave. Yeah. Just leave. You get counted out. You don't lose the belt. It's exactly. great. Exactly. But, you know, those movies, and I'm trying to think of other movies that are terrible that I love. Um, Jim Cotta. 
Do you remember Jim Cotta? I, I don't. Oh my I have, god! I I remember it, but I don't remember. It's it. It's more ridiculous I mean? than Bloodsport, and the acting's worse. Like the setup. What? Is more Why ridiculous. have I not seen this? It's the whole thing's on YouTube. You'll freak out. It's terrible. But like he's a gymnast, and he has to, and has to go through this gauntlet thing that his only his father has been through. And he's a white guy, of course. Yeah, and there's like a dozen dudes trying to go through it, and like some of them are big, some of them are smaller, and like. There's like ninjas everywhere that he has to fight using his gymnastics. It's the stupidest <laughs> thing, but it is so awesome. Well, The Running Man with Schwarzenegger. Awful fucking movie. Awful movie. Love it. Watch it every fucking time. It's been so long since I've seen it. I know I've seen I've seen every. Commando. Another. <laughs> Terrible. <laughs> I love it. Missing in action movies. Terrible. I love them. I lo- Invasion USA. <laughs> Awful. Watch every minute of it. What is another, uh, uh, fucking, I can't think of another one that I really like that's bad. Um, Troll 2. <laughs> the worst movie of all time. Oh, God. Have you seen the documentary? The documentary is better than it's fu- I love it. <laughs> it's fucking great. Um, Phantasm 2. I've never seen that. Oh, shitball. Fucking terrible. But you love it? Love it. Um, I guess like Nightmare on Elm Street 2. Yeah. Like shitball. The first one's good. But- all the Friday the 13th movies. Yeah, they're all terrible. terrible. Watch it. I've got them all at the house. I love my, my favorite one. It says, I don't always ch ch ch, but when I do, I, 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 I. It's pretty funny. <laughs> I always thought you said Jason. There's, I can't, I actually looked up what they're saying one time and it, it's like a racial epithet. Like, oh, <laughs> oh, it's terrible. Kevin Bacon, how do you agree to be in that? Kevin Bacon was in those? He was in the first one. Jesus Christ. How did I not remember that? He got killed. He was also early in on. Whitewater Summer. I love that fucking movie. movie. Sean Astin. <laughs> yes. And he's like an asshole to him the whole time with yeah, a whitewater yeah. rafting trip. Yeah. Somehow. He's trying to teach him things. Do, do, do they come around and like they reach an understanding and everything's A-OK or? Not really. <laughs> I, I mean, it, they so. do, but they don't. Like they learn good lessons. It's actually a good movie. That's the thing, man. Just because. Remember Lucas? Lucas was a good movie. Yeah. With old, what's his Charlie face? Charlie Sheen. Oh, Chuck HIV Sheen is in it. <laughs> and uh, Jeremy Piven. Um, Ronota Ryder, um, Corey Feldman. Is it Feldman or no, Haim? It's, it's Haim. The dead no, wait, one. it is Haim. Um, it's a great movie. Yeah, it was good. Yeah. Um, Lost Boys, shitty as fuck. I love, love it. <laughs> the Goonies. There's nothing bad about the Goonies. Nah, I'm come on, about it's amazing. No, we'll fight. If have, you, <laughs> have you seen um, Super Eight? I haven't. Abrams. It's a J.J. Abrams movie. I, think. I haven't seen it. Um, it's it's basically a it's a lot like the Goonies, except for it's new. Yeah. But I, I really liked it. It's filmed in I don't Weirton. think Abrams, they filmed it in Weirton. Abrams hasn't really released a bad movie. You, do you count um, uh, Lost? He had something to do with that. I don't know if he directed it. He was creator. Lost was good. For two seasons. Dude, the, that's the thing. Once you sign on to do something like that, for so many seasons. They only expected two or three seasons, I think. I know, but it was such a smash hit. The studio's making money. Do you think they're just going to say, well, your vision has been achieved, Mr. Abrams. We can put it to rest now. They're not going to do that. Well, they do that overseas and other yeah, things. But they're a lot smarter overseas yeah, and not so money hungry. You know, Yeah, J.J. Abrams was directed Super 8. There's only like nine episodes of The British Office. Yeah, because that's all they we needed. We did nine seasons over here. That's all they needed to do. That's all he wanted to do. Yeah. Did he did them all at once. Boom, yeah. Done. And that's the thing. Fucking office. Go fuck yourself. 
They're they're more forward thinking. See, their thinking is way different than ours. Money is not such an object. It is, but it isn't. Yeah. You know, it's well. Yeah, well, it's like Ricky Gervais. Here's your your first thing. You did nine episodes of it. Awesome. Come back to us when you got another thing. Yeah. And then he does, and yeah. it's awesome too. And like the thing he had on, it came on Netflix. I guess they did release it over in England first. Mm-hmm. Derek, it's about like a mentally challenged guy in the, that lives and works at an old folks home. Yeah. It was fucking amazing. Yeah. It was funny. It was like uplifting. It made you feel good and mm-hmm. bad sometimes. Yeah. There was like one scene where I cried really bad. Really? And he did like, I think 12 episodes. What was it? Well, see, that's the thing too, is that, but we still haven't learned that lesson. The Walking Dead apparently should have ended a long time ago, and well, I've I've liked it this season. I haven't really liked it that much. The well, first the first episode of the season yeah. was amazing. Yeah, uh, since then it's not really. The and whole you know, Glenn and people are going to throw this one out. Well, what about Game of Thrones? Like, well, that's a source material. It's much longer. You know, it's yeah. and it's not done. So it's you know, it's well, yeah. Well, they're not Game of Thrones or not Game of Thrones, but Walking Dead hasn't even come close to finishing their source material yet. Right. Well, I mean, and we've got, but then we have things that shouldn't have continued. Lost is one of those shouldn't have continued. Heroes shouldn't have continued. And then rebooting it. I've never even watched it, so I don't know. Apparently, the beginning of Heroes was fucking amazing. Like, it was just. I yeah. just remember here. Because they just took a basic idea. Save the cheerleader, save the world. Well, that's the th- It's, they took a basic idea. What if there were people out there with real superhuman powers? What are the ramifications? Not even the ramifications. Okay. There was a thing written by. Uh, John, I think his name's Michael Str- uh, Stravinsky. Michael Stipe. God. Um, but it was a comic book called Rising Stars. Michael Sarah. I love him. But it was uh, it was a comic book called Rising Stars, and it's actually a practical uh, examination of what people would be like if they had superhuman powers. So, and they broke them all up. Not you know, there was a guy with super strength, but he lived. By himself, I think, out in the middle of nowhere because he hurt everybody. He was so strong that he just couldn't live with regular people because he couldn't control it. Then there, uh, there was a guy who was invulnerable, but it, his skin had to be so thick and so hard that he can't feel regular things. So he became obese because all he could feel basically was eating ice cream going down his throat. The pleasure from that. Yeah. So he sat around and how he was killed because somebody started coming out and wiping these. They were called supers. They started wiping them out or stars, rising stars. And how they killed him, they just waited for him to go to sleep, put something over his head, a bag over his head. He couldn't feel it because he can't feel anything. And then he just suffocated. It was a great fucking comic book. And they were actually making it into a movie or a show. It didn't quite happen. That's one of those things that needs to be made. It sounds like a really depressing thing that well, should be made. Yeah, It ended well, I think. I think it ended, you know. Spoil, every, spoil it. I can't. I don't know how to end it. I don't have to look it up when we get off here. You know, it, the guy was, the guy who wrote it was like a middle-aged schmo guy who was always wanted to do something and never had really gotten anything. And he just wrote this comic book. <laughs> and um, thanks a lot. That is me. <laughs> I don't think I would necessarily a schmo. Schme- not schmo. <laughs> Schmuck. Mm, fuck you. <laughs> no. Schmeckle. Maybe. <laughs> no, but um, you know that's the, these. I, I think it's a good time for TV. And me stepping away from the political thing will help me focus 
on some of these things i think things that i love and you know have you found any new porn interests no just straight up dominican boys in every yeah, time pretty much just blasting loads onto your uh your tablet screen jesus christ you've seen her <laughs> do i need anything else <laughs> you need to get you one of them fleshlights that has the tablet mount <laughs> sit there and jerk off with the tablet Mounted to your Her running leg. on the beach, I could watch that every day and jerk off to on, it. On a loop. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Her taking a bath. Holy shit. Farting while she's in the bath. No. That's yes. No. Yes. I'm not down with that. I'm down with that. We say we call this quits and uh, let's do it. We can get back to Rocky Three. Rocky Three. Storm. Find a goddamn song. Are you starving? Yeah. Let me see what I got in my. Jesus Christ. Songs over. Hey, there's a good one. If I if my tablet's not dead. I'm good for the old school hip hop. I forgot it. Mm-hmm. Let's see. All right, you ready? Ready. All right, guys, that was uh, thir- episode 13 of the Fun Employment Files. It's the Prince of Podcasting with the Duke of Discord. Signing off. God bless you. May you have yourself a merry little crazy. Goodbye. For him or her Knocking on your radio Like the crash crew Ask whoever you want I'm managing the fault On the paper Outside of that We pull capers for days Riding throughout the maze of street All we blaze the beat Watching the sweet things Wiggle their butt To plug three On the cut Moving on your whatever you got We gon' get Bringing our point To your position Ripping stages With my thought coalition Carrying on Eradicate all your stress mode Just another episode Through these area codes We banking on My time's running Through your city if you're missing out at the show, we can get it. We got high times running through your city. Mm-hmm. It's the hotness talked about, but never seen at the lockness. Did you cop this? Dropping inside your vein and like a train, we be running throughout your legs and arms. You're high off a of talent and charm. Check the caliber. Just be a smash like some fruit on stage with Gallagher. Where you bib, cause it's messy. Niggas scheming on my girl as if my name was Jesse. Watch your manners. Now let me pass it off to Dave. Yo, I said travels like Cameron LaRue. Small talking in the big city. It's all about getting the coins. Everywhere I go, I touch a tenderloin. Exporting a dot com, Viet Mark, a bomb on your metro. Marta or the iron horse. Yo, take the cross and meet a nigga at the butcher. You cutting your girl. We on a world tour. Supplying your bloodstream with nothing but the pure uncut. And your times running through your city. If you're missing out, it'll show we a pity. We got our times running through your city. We ain't walking on a yellow brick road. These streets stay red and bloody. Kids study your code so you can easily pass. I stash a little love when I'm on the visitation. If you cross my lines, nigga, do the same. I'm guaranteed to run through and prove the game. Ain't bigger than the pieces in it. You see the pieces in it had me stuck traveling one side of the map. Clapping hands with rat cats who ain't deserve that. Long hauls and living out of suitcase, man. Chicken heads and gangs of fruitcakes, man. Ain't nothing better than exploring the outskirts, especially when she ain't got no pantyhose on and it's on. High times running through your city. If you're missing out at a show, we a pity. We got high times running through your city. City, city. Mm-hmm. High times running through your city. If you're missing out at a show, we a pity. We got high times running through your city. city. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's like the mercenary getting down. And we got. Dave Banner getting down. 
and we got Maceo getting down, and of course my nigga Eno getting down, and we got JD getting down, and of course Slum V getting down, and we got my man Christ getting down, and we got Com Sense getting down, and we got ND getting down, you know Joy Hightower getting down, and we got C Smith getting down, and my nigga Dave West getting down, come on, do it.